how do you handle a friend who is not paying back the statement is you guy you have my money you have my money i think it's going to be a great conversation it's going to be a great day tonight let me encourage you ladies and gentlemen if you would like to invite friends <laughs> over to listen uh, i know when i said some of the, uh, the message out earlier on the video of uh, gideon uh, trying to just preempt and uh, give us more like a trail of what's going to be talking about tonight. Uh, I also sent another message and said, send it to the people who you're banjering money. And uh, most of you uh, were saying, what if I am the one uh, who is uh, being banjering money? What should I do? Anyway, that will be for another day. But guys, go ahead and invite a friend to come to this discussion. Okay? I hope you're not invited here by a friend who is banjering you. If they have invited you, um, well, none of us is really <laughs> uh, completely we innocent uh, or dead. <laughs> we will not judge. We will not judge. But anyway, Terry, Terry, you're back. Terry, you're back. Thank you so much for being here, Terry. Terry, why don't you say hello to these friends of mine? Greet them. Ask them how their day was. I know their day has been awesome. Uh, but if you have debt, my friend, you always don't want to pick up. Stuff is tight. Stuff is tight. Terry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Say hello. Usually, when you have debt, you have the network has challenges, and you struggle to 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 pick up. Any hi guys, my name is Terry. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I trust we're going to have a good time together this evening. Um, for that friend who still has your money, please be happy to enjoy, invite them, uh, and pray that we shall be blessed together. Um, yeah, let's enjoy the show. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I would like uh, someone to call in and just tell us how their day has been. All right. Ladies and I think we have Frank live right now on Cabin Devils. Frank, what's up? How has your day been? I was waiting for you tonight and you did not show Frank. You did not show Frank. But how has your day been? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm always excited to tune in at 9 to listen to what we have to learn from God's word every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, my day has been such a busy day, you know, um, been trying to settle in uh, at a different place that um, I'm going to be staying, and that has kept me very busy all day from morning, and I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Tubia, I was not able to come, and alongside you but god is good and yeah (laughs) trust me trying to move in covid19 no one wants to touch your stuff they know (laughs) (laughs) it might have happened (laughs) for real (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh no Awesome. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you so much, Frank. All right. I'll see you, Frank, on Friday, most likely, uh, if all goes well. But I know moving moving is tight. Terry, how has your day been, man? I haven't seen you today. Ah, that's a good question. So I was almost hit by rain uh, at some point. <laughs> uh, I was so lucky that it, 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 it came down. Um, I was interacting with uh, quite a number of guys who were asking for their money so <laughs> this show is are you serious the... <laughs> are you serious <laughs> yeah. oh and, my uh, goodness so mm. i had to settle a few people today and uh, yeah there's some people who i still have to settle later 
Uh, but it's in a good for, for a contract that we're doing and yeah so yeah i'm eager to listen from uh gideon today <laughs> give us some things that uh, we may not be able to know uh, especially in your field how do you operate when it comes to dates how does it bug i know when they come to fetch they don't go you guy you have my money there is a different language and that language is not nice but terry anything else so the bank is is quite professional in 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 the way it's it's it, uh gets its debt from customers one um you have already a relationship with the customers so you sign a contract and you agree that we are borrowing uh, some money for five years ten years and we give it to you uh, as a bank right um thereafter um when you default uh probably a month or so uh, we shall write to you and wonder what's happening to the business you defaulted uh, you got a loan for this whether it's a business or whatever you got it for we'll ask why you defaulted that one month if it's three months we'll visit the premises just to confirm that you're still in business or whatever your source of income is uh, if it's six months then we shall we shall start threatening professionally uh, internally and then after yeah <laughs> I, we will involve debt collectors uh, we will involve uh, lawyers uh, and it can get to a forced sale of your of your property if it takes over a year or so um, so yeah but that also all is in the agreement that you signed at the beginning but that does not necessarily mean that banks are bad. I think they're just doing their job. If that makes sense. I mean, what else would you say? So that I'm a bad guy. But thank you so much, Terry, for giving us that perspective. I actually had I've never taken a loan from the bank, and uh, that process looks like uh, it's professional. It's true. It's a relationship they're trying to have with you. They want to keep you coming. And so definitely they won't come yeah. banjering you the way someone does on a normal day. But uh, they, they won't take you. But I must tell you that there are other ruthless guys who will take your mm. property. Like they don't want to know. The moneylenders, uh, uh, from a personal perspective, I also used to be one when I was a little younger, when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, when I was in high school, I used, we used to we started a small business where we used to lend money to to because you're in high school, you know that there's demand for liquidity and their friends who want quick cash, and it mm. got so bad, and we had to interact with uh, the parents of the child. Are you so, serious? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was in the tune of, what is it, close to 100, 200,000 almost? 200, almost 300,000, which was almost 50% our capital. So we had to, well, there's a bit of ruthlessness that was involved there. So yeah, and the parent got to know about this. The child was living over and above his means. But uh, yeah, it got that bad. So, but yeah, we were mm. able to recover our money. Okay, so it looks like this, some of these professions start way, way back uh, in high school. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading for you a passage right now. Let me, let me read for you a passage right now from Scripture, and then I'll just throw some thoughts here and there, and then I'll, I'll ask you guys to throw in your thoughts um, as well. This is Matthew chapter 18. It's a parable that you guys have heard. It's a parable that you guys know. This is a parable of the unforgiving servant. And I'm not setting you up, okay? So please don't, don't start saying, ah, now David wants us to go a particular direction. But it is something I'd like you to think about. It's a typical you guy, you have my money scenario. Then Peter came up in verse 21. This is chapter 18. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I, I, I don't say to you seven times, but 77 times. Now, that verse 22 alone in itself has a question for Pastor Reverend Gideon as he comes up, even for Terry, uh, for you guys to think about that. Would you lend someone money after they failed to pay back the previous one? Would you? Verse 23 says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant, of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me, and I'll pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. And verse 32, Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not... Should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Talking about forgiveness, not talking about debt. Primarily talking about forgiveness and not talking about debt. I want to make that extremely clear. But I think that story gives us a scenario for us to just begin to think about. To begin to think about. How do you handle, how do you handle someone who is not paying you back? Will you lend them again? Would you lend them your money again? Would you forgive them and just let it go? How would you handle that? Please give us suggestions in the comment uh, below. Just give us your suggestions in the comment below. How would you handle that? Just briefly. Want, just briefly share with us. I want to hear from, from Marvin specifically. <laughs> you want to hear from Marvin specifically? Do you have Marvin's money? <laughs> No, 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 no. I want to hear how he handles it. But Terry, how would you handle that scenario if it were you? I must confess, at least the first scenario is that I've heard, uh, I've had to involve parents even. Um, 
but it's 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 not an easy one genuinely because money um first of all the love of it is the root of evil so it's unfortunate that um the attachment we have to money is quite a very can be personal because we have plans that we wanted to do the money to do with them um, to do use the money for but god even says even with money because it's 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 he warns us that the love of it um you can't have two masters and yet serve him as well so it, it, it's a painful decision even i am still learning and growing in All right, Frank Matovu. What's up? Frank Matovu is saying, well, it's, it's so disappointing when someone doesn't pay what they owe. I believe that faithfulness to others is biblical. So if someone has been dishonest with me, then I will not give or lend them again. Hmm. The passage we've just studied uh, has told us forgive 70 times seven times right so i thought it's also wise to forgive them wouldn't it be wise to lend them again and pardon them just like christ does for us jerry we have a proverb in luganda and i'll say it in english mm-hmm. but it says that he who has been bitten by a snake will run away from a rope once you've experienced the pain um <laughs> you want to stay as far as possible you want to stay away as far as possible um just to back up on frank's uh not not i mean in, in, i'm now playing with frank in the sense that i'm on frank's side right now uh, which could be also reality in saying hey man i am not i don't think i'm willing to go through this pain again and so i'd rather not but i'd rather not especially knowing the person i'd rather not but wow <laughs> so but the scripture just says forgive frank frank seems to say i would forgive but oh no one anything but love. wow <laughs> oh nothing but love that's a good one that's a good one so you wouldn't give them money again uh, hmm. um timo comes and says would you again lend someone money after they have failed to pay you yes especially when they recognize that they did wrong otherwise i wouldn't and it's not right to encourage theft kibza says uh, give expecting nothing in return unless you are a money lender <laughs> just give there are quite a number of comments okay. there i leave that yeah I'm, I'm looking through some of these and uh it's we we're trying to mix two things i know the one that is talking about forgiveness here primarily the passage i just read for you christ is talking about forgiveness uses the debt as uh, as the as the as the story as the parable and it's quite difficult to separate the two um mm-hmm. because this man in this parable was actually required to forgive his neighbor okay of his debt mm-hmm. and uh that was their currency it was their way of trading we're talking about money right now and so it's very difficult to separate the two and uh mm-hmm. so that means 
I mean, let's give a scenario. Let's, let's just get into this passage and say, okay, what if this guy had another guy, not the one he met outside, but there were maybe four others? What does he do? Mm-hmm. What does he do? But I think the key part in this particular part passage that we read, which is also relevant to what we are talking about, is the concept of knowing that I too need forgiveness, that I have borrowed before. Mm-hmm. It may not even be money, okay? But when I require forgiveness, I need to understand that I too need forgiveness in one way or another. It may not be monetary, but I need forgiveness in one way or another. And so if that is clear, I have forgiven. Uh, and I, don't, I know I'm not talking about forgiveness right now, but the debate has always been, would you trust again? Would you do it again? Would you? And that can be that can go on and on based on the situation, depending on the situation. Okay, Marriage, it's different. For a conductor, it is different. I always use the conductor as one of those people you meet once <laughs> and you never meet again, hopefully. But a conductor, it's mm-hmm. different. Okay, Scenarios are different. Relationships are different. So I would not give one blanket answer. <clears throat> excuse me, in that sense. But, again, debt, debt can be painful. Let me ask uh, Let me ask uh, Reverend Gideon to call in right now. I mean, he's leaving us to answer all these questions and yet he's the main speaker for the day. Reverend Gideon, please call in mm-hmm. and uh, help us with some of this um, that is taking place right now. Reverend Gideon is live. Reverend Gideon is live with us. Thank you so much Greetings. for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for... <laughs> Allowing me to come through. <laughs> what you sound like Paul. What is this? You're about to start. <laughs> <laughs> I will start here. Gideon from <laughs> I bring greetings from the land of Ephesus. Yeah, and, and the my... guys in Kampala. And... <laughs> and the guys in Kampala. Send their love. <laughs> but it's great to see you. I mean yeah. it's great to have you here. Okay. Any thoughts? Thank you. I was wondering. Just throw us one line or two. One line or Uh, two. One line or two. With what we're talking uh, about. I I throw you one line. Uh, The truth is that this is not a a, a one liner subject. But I will say that um, the the, the Higi Hugger in this screen, Kankum, is. Anyway. Wow. Don't. (laughs) Forgive me. I will say, though, that um, it is a very crucial thing to, uh, to look within and ask yourself, demand, why do I borrow? Um, and I think that's probably what I'm going to be emphasizing. It, it, it is not, we, we might, they might, for now, let me just leave it at that. Yeah, some of the All listeners right. here are giving us ideas. Eh? That just asks ask Lina to give you a hug and everything will be fine. I think you're nervous. <laughs> no, please. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, but she's going to give me a hug, a long one. I will stop it at that. I mean, let me ask us to pray together and then uh, I'm going to ask Reverend Gideon to just share with us from uh, from God's word. Um, this is something we're going to have to think about. One of the things that uh, I, I really kept hearing from friends who were able to reply to some of the texts I was sending out was, and I understand, they were saying, just give something that you can afford to lose. And most of them are saying, give, do not lend, give, do not lend. 
And that is an extremely important principle to hold on to. I, I take it personally, especially when someone comes with, uh, with just a request of some money. Okay, if I have it, uh, I think also Pastor Hassan talked about this uh, on Monday and he said he has a budget and that budget includes giving. Sometimes we only think about giving offertory in church, but we need to think about giving and planning to give uh, to those who may not have because one day it will be us. And we've been in need before. I don't have to remind you of that. But we were to give and not to lend. But one of the scenarios that uh, Pastor Hassan gave last week was where you have a medical emergency or something has come up and you actually need money so badly that you do not know how to. You don't know how to. And you and according to you, you think you must borrow. Um, I cannot draw for you a scenario right now. I'll try and stay as much as possible. Uh, try and stay as far as possible from debt. But those instances where a friend comes and says, man, something has happened, I need this much, okay? And honestly, you have the money, but that money was meant for something else. It was never meant for. Uh, would you go ahead and lend? Or if they cannot pay it back, what happens? How do you handle those complications that come with relationships and money? Now, that is the lender. But on the side of the one who has borrowed, we have to be very, very honest with this situation and come to the term, to terms and understand that someone may genuinely not be able to pay it back, but they actually do not know how to handle that scenario. I was hoping for money to come through, but that money never came through. I was hoping to pay back, but now I can't. And that brings regret, it brings shame, it brings so many other feelings in that individual's life. And we need to understand that these are human beings who genuinely may want to pay back, but they can't. Now, if it's habitual, you have to understand also that even though it's habitual, that can also be a weakness. It can be a weakness where someone just maybe just finds themselves borrowing, finds themselves, but they're your friend. How do you help them? How do you help them? This is a complicated scenario that I don't want us to just quickly rush through. I don't want us to take any of the scenarios for granted, but you know that out of the 30 people right now, or 35 right now on this platform, we have people who are going through scenarios like these and we need some very biblical answers um, in, in dealing with this. And that's why I asked Reverend Gideon to be able to take us through uh, this time together, Terry to give us a professional and personal angle uh, to this. And so we're going to listen to Pastor Reverend Gideon and uh, uh, we'll have some questions at the end. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are grateful once again uh, to come before you, talk about you, talk about your word, seek wisdom. And uh, you're the source of wisdom. Your word is alive. Um, your word says, blessed is the man um, who um, keeps your testimonies, um, who seeks you with their whole heart. And we want to keep our testimonies, Lord. We want to be able to live lives that reflect who you are. And we want to follow you with our whole heart, not to make mistakes with our steps or actions, but to follow you with our whole heart. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that our hearts will be drawn to you, even as we talk about this very sensitive matter of money and debt and lending and collecting. Give us wisdom, and uh, we pray that uh, we'll find help from your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Right, where is my money? My guy, when are you going to give me the money? 
How do you deal with someone that owes you a great deal and has refused or is unable or is dodging to pay you back? What feelings are dredged out if your heart, uh, what feelings are dredged out of your heart um, as you deal with such folk? Um, in particular, and especially Christians who behave this way. Um, I know a guy who, who gave up working with fellow Christians because he felt they take him for granted just because he is a Christian. He has given and given, or he has lent and lent, and they have promised to give, but they, they never fulfill their promises. They are like, now nah, we're you. you. You know how these things are. You're my brother. This is when they pull out stands like, bro, man, sister in the Lord, just, just allow, just forgive. There seems to be a, a, a winning commitment to paying back what one owes. And you want to ask yourself, why is this? How do we deal with such people? Some of the responses to the status update that I, I, I put up today as, as uh, the, the, the video, uh, some people said, just we forgive him. Next time we don't lend him, we just give because he has had bad habits of not paying back or understanding him that Bambi, this time life is tight and he can't pay. But also advise him not to hide or keep quiet, communicate that things are tight. Another person said, I took their number out of my contact list and haven't initiated any conversation with them since. <laughs> but I can explain. Uh, someone else said, I personally hand you over to God. Update my thoughts about you, learn my lesson, and move on. <laughs> the only, these are only some of the nice responses. There is an Albi, uh, I think it is an Albanian proverb that states this thing this way: If you lend your money, either lose the money or gain an enemy. We had that. If you lend your money, either lose the money or gain an enemy. Here is another. People never pay you back with the same mood they used to borrow your money. I also discovered a book entitled 10 Reasons You Should Not Lend Money to Friends and Family. 10. 10 people. 10 reasons. And now, depending on which side of the money you are, these are either too few or too many reasons. There is... Uh, there is a, a study found and, and was reported by NBCnews.com that lending ends badly almost half the time. That's, that's huge. Like one in two times, you won't get your money back. Basically, according to the world, what is out there, it's a, it's a bad idea. The world is against it. The memes are against it. It's just a terrible idea to lend money. Lending posits an expectation of return after an agreed time. This expectation depends on mood, personalities, character, and faith leanings. There are those for whom it is a sport. 
they, they lend and borrow. They borrow and lend. These tend to have an, a, a, a very charming personality and warm their way into people's pockets. They are never settled with contentment. They are always constantly borrowing and lending. I'm going to call these the gamblers. Then there are those who feel that they have the power over someone and are not afraid to use this power to get what they want. They are controlling, they are demanding, they are impatient and will get to many lengths to get what they want, to get back their money. They are the ones that will lend with interest even, in, uh, interest in mind or, or some type of way they will gain. They don't just lend for the sake of it, they lend so that they can gain. I'm going to call these the abusers. But there are some uh, for whom it is even pleasant. It is a pleasant experience to borrow from them. <laughs> they have the money and never give you deadlines of payment. They never ever ask for it back, but they know that you owe them. By the way, you have my money in a non-threatening yet convicting way. They make you feel empowered to repay, but then at the same time, uh, they also make you feel guilty for delaying in, in a very nice, calm way. They're usually polite and contented. They hardly, they hardly ever borrow unless it is for an emergency. We're going to call this one the giver. So we have three types of people. We have the gambler, we have the abuser, and we have the giver. Three types of lenders, the gambler, the abuser, and the giver. And so I'm going to ask you, which one are you? If you want to really know a person's character, see his view. On money, it exposes a lot. Whether you're an abuser exposed by the city scan, that is money. Um, Terence alluded to this scripture, and Paul said it very succinctly, the love of money is the root of all evil. So let's look at what the Bible says about lending. What is the biblical philosophy that we Christians should operate on to best express God's mind in our lending and giving? The wisest king in the Bible, Solomon, says this of a borrower and a lender. In Proverbs 22, verse 7, he says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. This is just, it's a, it's, it's a reality. It's a statement that was, was, was written and inspired of the Lord to just clearly state the power dynamics and how they are drawn when it comes to money. You are the rich if you are the lender, and you choose to rule over the borrower. This is great wealth. There is great wealth in, in understanding this statement and its reality. How do I, as a Christian rich man, or a rich Christian man, depending on where the money scale is, notice the difference, a Christian rich man and a rich Christian man. How do I, how do I as that kind of person, rule over the borrower? How does God's rule, let me put it that way, 
How does God's rule bear on our choices, on our demands, on wanting to ask for the money back, on those that are our debtors? Jesus speaks and says in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. This is God's mind on the matter. So either you, God's rule overshadows everything else concerning your view of money, or the money becomes the God that rules in your heart and therefore begins to, 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 to pluck at the cords. It's kind of, it puppets you. You're the one who dances to its tune in the way you lend, you borrow. Here is what Jesus said in Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend them without expecting to get anything back. Now, he's talking about enemies, not just friends. He's talking about enemies. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is king to the ungrateful and the wicked. You see, the context of this particular portion of Scripture, Jesus is talking about the love for enemies. Remember the question was, how do I, about a friend, right? And, and verse 32 of, of chapter 6 says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. You see what Jesus is doing? He's comparing, he's, he's like, there is no, there's no difference between you and a sinner in terms of loving those that you, I mean, doing good for those that you, 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 you care for. There is no credit there. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners, even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be paid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. This is what now, in my, from, from the study of this portion of Scripture, God's mind is shifting us away from even the money. All right? It's shifting us away from any from the resources from the lending from the person that has not has not paid back it is it is putting our focus on what is what is most important all right romans paul says that no debt remain except that of love but love but love your enemies do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back now, if you can do that for an enemy, how much more for a friend? You see, when Jesus is pointing out the fruit of the disciples, he says, they shall know you by the love you have one for another. Now, if you cannot love your friend, how possible is it for you to love your enemy and lend to them? The standard is set. Jesus has set 
and remarkable standard as far as our view of lending is concerned. All right? As far as our view of lending is concerned, Jesus has set the debt. And, and, and remember what he says in Matthew 6, that you cannot serve God and money. You see, money is just a symbol of what is truly on the inside of your heart. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it, Ecclesiastics says. And the point that he's trying to make, really, is let, let your yes be a yes and your no be no. So how do you handle a friend who isn't paying back? How will you handle a defaulter? Well, I will dare to point you, as the scriptures have, to your own heart. What is your motivation? Because as far as Jesus is concerned, the motivation for giving, for lending, for doing all this, even to your enemy, is love. So what is your motivation in your lending? It has to, that's the root. What, what drives you to banje or to demand for the return of your money? Is it really about the money? Is it even really about the amount of the money? What would push you to demand from your debtors? Is it your, the lack in the moment? Is it the need to know, for them to know that they can't, they can't take you for granted? They must know. Then you know you, you might be on the scale of the abuse. Or is it, is it that you're, 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 ex, you're just really excited to lend and you want to help the person? If, he's not, if he is not bringing the money back, what is your concern? The, for the money or for the person? Is it to enrich them? Is it to help them become better in their borrowing uh, activities, in, 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 in their disciplines and in the patterns of, of, of how they express, I mean, how they use their money? I mean, we have to go a long way. If love is our motivation, then we must look beyond everything else. We must look beyond our, our, our own interests in getting the money back and find out whether this person needs the what kind of help do they need for them to keep their word more than paying back the money is it isn't it more important for them to keep their word to keep their integrity how do i show my concern to those that borrow from me and cannot repay do i do i ask beyond man i am waiting for the money is it is it is it something that that, that propels us to seek God to give us wisdom on how to love on these people that have taken our money. And maybe for you it is, it is something that you need to reflect on. When you think about that person that, that hurt you so badly by borrowing and never returning the money, what exactly hurt you? Is it the money? Is it the person? What exactly is driving you to, what exactly is making you, making it difficult to forgive them? Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything. 
and your reward will be great. If we view our reward as the return of the money, then I do not think we understand what, how great the reward Jesus is referring to is. He says, and you will be children of the Most High. In other words, you will identify yourself. It will be clear that people will identify you with the Most High because he is the king of the ungrateful and the wicked. People will identify you, and not just the people. God himself will be, that, be like, that's my child. That's how he lives. Love is exuding in the way he is treating his debtors, in the way he's treating those that have, he has lent. That's the truth. That's the reality about lending. What is motivating you? to demand your defaulters? What is motivating you? What is pulling, what is tugging at your heart when you think about money, when you think about the person that has hurt you because of money? What's your challenge? God bless. Wow, I... I'm glad I came. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Gideon. That's that's been really awesome to think about. Um, and so, from what you're saying tonight, and uh, the summary of our study tonight, can I therefore make a conclusion and say I should not think about lending? Therefore, I should only give. Even for the scenario I gave Precisely. eye on, someone has a huge amount of money where it's uh, it's, it's really huge. Um, you wouldn't, it's not available uh, to be given, but according to you, it's available to be lent. I, I came up with, uh, with also, I mean, just thinking about the amount of sacrifice even God gave. He never lent us his love. He never lent us his death and resurrection. He gave. And, and so in my thinking, I, may, I came up with, exactly. a, with a statement. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. I just came up with a statement. Maybe you can help me. If it's available to be lent, it is available to be given. You can give it. In as much as it looks like a huge sacrifice, I think we can. If the emergency requires that much, please still don't lend it. Give it because mm. of the love mm. for the person. Is that is that extreme of a statement? If I came up with a principle like that, would, would you repeat? I think you, you kind of broke off a little bit. Would you repeat the statement? Would I? I mean, the scenario I gave was we have, there's someone who I'm, I'm here and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I want to give, but I don't have the money to give in the sense that it's too much. I've saved this money up, okay, for another purpose, but they have an emergency mm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I would rather lend it to them because I would want it back. I understand the value of this man. I would want it back. I cannot give this much, yet they need it. And I came up with a statement saying, if it's available to be lent, to lend it to someone, if you can lend it, then you can give it. Is that an extreme measure to take? It, I, I, think, I think that it isn't an extreme measure. I, um, again, this will depend entirely on, on one's conviction. Um, depending on how big an emergency it is. My, my 
my counsel to them would be that I, 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 if they cannot give it, they shouldn't lend it. I, I think that is what I, I would, I would encourage. If, if they cannot give, mm. they shouldn't mm. lend. And therefore, for me again, I will point back to what is it that, why is it that they cannot give it? Is, is it a lack of trust? Mm. Is it, I mean, what, what is the, the challenge? Or is it, is it simply common sense that they're saying, no, this is school fees that I'm taking that has been given to me by my parents. I cannot <laughs> give it to someone. Mm. <laughs> you mm. get it. Um, so, so sometimes yeah, it's, it's not just, yours to it's give. just common sense. It, exactly. But if it is yours, mm. if it is yours to give, all right, uh, and yet you want to lend, there, what is motivating you? To lend it instead of giving, uh, I that is uh, that that answer varies from person to person depending on. I, I, I'll use I'll borrow Paul's words depending on the level of faith, um, in, and I think that the the deeper in in love you are with God, the the more this idea will be challenged to 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 lend expecting for them to to return the more it will be about giving than it will be about lending um because because god is the one who has given you right and so it is just it's going to take wisdom it, I, I think the 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 posture the position of the heart should be that i ought to be giving um where i can give where i can't i'm just going to politely say i am sorry i am unable to give at this moment or oh, this is how much I can give at this moment. Mm. Um, I, mm. I, I personally have made a choice not to, um, to, to lend people money. If, I, I, if they say, let me, let me borrow, I want to give them money, uh, lend them money that I, I may not necessarily need back um, or I can do without um, because I am trying to train my heart to give or to lend without expectations of it coming back. Just the simple Thank living you. in obedience to Jesus' words. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Which, which, in essence, I mean, when I think about those words, lend without expecting back, I don't know why yeah. they choose to put the word lend there. I would want to be interested <laughs> in finding out what that word actually is. I mean, you're lending without expecting back is, is kind of saying give, okay? And I'm, I'm really yes. loving the comments that are coming through uh, right now, mm. um, especially with uh, this friend of mine called Chipson. This is the guy last week who was uh, no, it was it was it was Pastor Hassan who was teaching. But Chipson is saying that <laughs> if you can lend it, you can give it. But won't that be incubating a behavior that is irrational and then cool? Okay, um, now. I'm not replying to Chivaya's comment, but when I read his comment, another thought came to mind uh, for me that the reason I'm stammering right now, okay, in trying to articulate this particular position is I'm putting myself in the shoes of someone. Is, and I want to ask the question. I'm only asking the question. Is it possible that all we are trying to deal with is a scenario where I want to appear like I'm helping without actually paying the cost of helping someone. <laughs> I can lend you money, you and I'm trying to help you to lend you money, okay? But I'm not <laughs> going to pay the cost of what it takes for you to take my money. 
is that, is that what we are doing? Because that's the whole <laughs> war that we are having right now between giving and lending. I can't give it to you. Mm -hmm. I'll lend it to you. I've helped you by lending it to you. But you've not paid the cost. You've Okay, maybe partly yeah. you've made it available at that particular time. But at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. I still have to pay it back. And you have not helped. You have really not helped. Uh, especially now, I don't yeah. even want to go through the angle of it's coming back with interest. <laughs> because no, that, no, that's, that's, that is something else. <laughs> <laughs> that is something else. But could that be the scenario we are dealing with right now? A person who you, mm. I mean, you keep talking about the motive, the motive, the motive, the motive, the motive. Mm. Is that mm. possible? Well, I, I think, um, again, like you, I, I, the, the mot it is not possible, it's not humanly possible. That's for a fact. Um, and this is why I kept alluding to the Christian. Uh, the, uh, our Christianity or our faith in Jesus ought to be what drives us. When Jesus is saying that let love be your motivation, he has set the stage. And the only way, only way we can walk through the stage or, or be actors in that scenario with, is through love. His motivation is love. And so if I, there, I don't think there is any irrationality in, uh, in, in, in or, or radicalness, radicalness, unnecessary radicalness, um, because from, from what you see Jesus saying, lend without expectation, he is saying, you can give them the opportunity to borrow. But, but give them, give them uh, room for them to 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 grow either in their lending, in their in their returning or being forgiven of receiving forgiveness, uh, because you know one thing can happen or another and they are unable to. My care should be beyond the money. Therefore, if I am going to lend you, I am going to lend you with the motivation of i love you bro i love you my sister and i'm i'm lending this money to you and i'm hoping that you will you will return it if you are unable to uh, i i there we are going to work it through we will walk together through this and help you be better in its return so there the checkpoint is that it, it, what is the money the one driving me or the love of christ uh-huh better put is the love of the money the one driving me or the love of God driving me to lend or to borrow? Yeah. I think you've nailed it. I think you've nailed it. We've been going around in circles. It's been nailed. Okay. Um, that's a question none of us can answer in the sense that the, 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 us on the show right now speaking cannot answer that question for all these 30 people. Or 40 people listening in tonight they have to ask themselves mm. that question why why am i struggling with either lending or not lending or wanting it mm. back so badly is it, what what is motivating you is it the love for christ because i mean if you let the love of christ compel you you realize that he lost mm. more he lost his life absolutely and that's what i wanted us to that's what i think that is one thing we need to recognize right now that he mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. gave so much we we must be willing to give even yeah. to the point where it hurts it's still giving it is yeah. that's why it's called sacrifice sacrifice is not exactly it's not uh it's not simple stuff it, i think it's difficult it's painful 
We want to recognize the fact yeah. that sacrifice is painful. And by yeah. doing all of this, yeah. the focus is to the individual. It is to the individual. And you're saying, I love this brother so much that I'll forgive him of his debt. Okay? Mm. I'll forgive him of the debt. But if you're here and you owe someone money, please, 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 please. Okay? Please. Mm. Okay? Do Stuart, as man. much as you can. Do as much as you can to pay it back. Okay? And if you can't, just go to the brother. Just go to the brother and say, man, stuff is tight. Will you forgive me? Okay? I think the relationship is more important. The relationship is mm -hmm. more important than anything mm -hmm. else. If you're here, I, I want to hear testimonies of someone receiving a text tonight, hearing and reading these words, I forgive you of that 5K. I forgive you of that 50K. In fact, if you need help with something else, let me know. I think that will be forgiveness that is just ahead. In fact, if you can, if you can just extend that text with another text that says you have received 20K from Chibaya Nelson, and against that, <laughs> that text well. is one you have been forgiven, that will be, I think that will be extreme grace. That will be extreme grace, which is the actual definition Absolutely. of grace, something you don't deserve. You yeah. don't deserve it. And he gave it to us. Absolutely. He gave it to us. You'll be identifying so, yourself with Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's, yeah. that's really our call tonight. That's our, and it will deliver you. I think it will be a major deliver from the pain, from the anguish that comes with holding on. Mm. Um, now, of course, I'm saying all these things. I do not know how much it is. I do not know where that money came from for you to be able to give it. I don't have details to that. Okay. I'm only mm -hmm. saying that I think we want to leave this place believing the scriptures to be true. Mm -hmm. All right. But thank you so much. I must yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, even at the yeah. bank, even if you owe the money, if you owe money to the bank, you can walk mm. to the bank and have a conversation with them, and they will be able to be understanding. So, from the professional side, I just thought I should put it there. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, now, <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, I think the point Terry is trying to make right now, if 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 they. I don't want to say all bankers if are you can walk to a bank, but, but that means you can yeah but if there's a, yeah yeah if a secular business can be able to listen i think a believer mm -hmm. should be able to listen a believer should be able to listen all right chibaya said i i chite i leave it alone chibaya not sending that text anyway i'll give you your money back leave it alone i've left it alone all right guys Thank you so much for being patient with us. Uh, lately, these discussions have been going on 10 minutes extra, but uh, I'm really sorry. I want to work at redeeming those 10 minutes. I want to work at redeeming those 10 minutes. We're supposed to be ending at 10 sharp, at 10 sharp. But thank you. Thank you so much. Let me ask Terry uh, to give us his last thoughts and then pray with us and we'll end the show. Terry. Well, this show has been a, a learning one, uh, a lot of learning to do. Thank you, Gideon, for sharing. I have been the abuser. I've been a borrower. Uh, <laughs> I need to go back and repent of my sins to all the people that I have uh, borrowed and lent. But may, may God continue to transform our hearts and minds to his heart, uh, to where he wants us to be, Amen. for his glory. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, in regards to money and regards to all other perspectives. Um, David, should I close in prayer? Uh, 
yes please okay let's pray um our lord and our god we thank you for the opportunity you give us to share we thank you that you allow us an opportunity to sharpen each other even regarding different perspectives towards life even regarding money and debt lord will you enable us and change our hearts to be like you and to continue to see you in all things even in money and for those on this show and even the other believers that are struggling with money and how to manage it lord will you help them and will you continue to give them insight by your holy spirit and lord for those who are in debt and trying to find a way of managing it will you continue to encourage them to to seek reconciliation and pay back the debt and for those who are lending will you change their hearts uh, to be like you and that they shall not um, lend um, as as abusers but lord with a graceful and and, and and with hearts of you of you lord jesus and lord as we close this show tonight would you grant us rest and would you grant us a good night's sleep uh, thank you so much for everything the internet and for all those online and we pray all this believing and trusting in your precious and holy name jesus amen